Stand by. You're listening to the Naively Optimistic Podcast with your hosts, Ifa and Gary. The ego is saying, what's happening here? It's an opportunity for spiritual growth. Do you still think the royal family were... Oh, no, you don't want to talk about this. The famous picture being you. Yeah, I'll have to dig it out. Famous get that picture. You're fucking. Get that put up onto the, <laughs> the Naive Optimistic Instagram page. But no, you look great not. in it. <laughs> Those angel wings were Sinead, you might think. And you put them on me. It was entrapment. Yeah, yeah. Well, you were absolutely loving your life. I wasn't. But no, I genuinely can't remember it, what I did for the Halloween before. Even when I was living in Australia, I don't think I went out. I yeah. would have loved to do this year because I was going to dress up as Pat Mustard 100 You're messing. There's Are a full on costume with the gold chain, the f- the hair for the chest and like everything. And I was just like, <laughs> that is my costume. Yeah. The best is the music. How was your Pat Mustard impression? Because you can't oh, be going around no. as Pat Mustard. No, after riding Mrs. O'Reilly. Ah, that's too, that's too generic. You <laughs> need to be going deeper than that. <laughs> What's some of the most obscure, do you know, right? When I say to you, I've analysed and watched that episode back probably more than it's any so other funny. thing I've watched in my life. Yeah. Watch it again, right? You know, um, when uh, he knocks at the door and he goes, I was looking for Mrs. Doyle. Yeah. Yeah. And she goes, this is Mrs. Doyle, right? <laughs> he actually says, what, right? But you'd miss it because the laughter track. But the way he says, what, is so funny. He goes, what? Right? <laughs> it's actually comical, right? And his eyebrows launch off his head when he says it. He goes, what? Oh, it's, he's one of the best characters well. ever written ever. Oh, but yeah. um, when I was there uh, this summer, I was in Inishmore. Yeah. Just because obviously doing vacations, doing yeah. the right thing. And I stayed in a hostel and I was chatting to the hostel owner and he was talking about Ted Fest mm. every year. Yeah. So it's meant to be unbelievable. He says, basically, it's three days of everyone just dressed up like priests, Pat mm. Mustard, nuns, I shot or constantly yeah. pissed drunk the entire time. The bars don't close till like 5 a.m. There's live music, lovely girls competition. Mm. It's supposed to be unbelievable. And oh. he's like, don't even, top tip, don't even buy a ticket to the actual festival. Just go over to Inishmore and you can just Get, join had, in honestly because I, I have the father ted dvd box set and there's a in the the extras do you know what i mean yeah yeah um you can you can watch like things Footage from, from the, Fest, it looks you know what I mean? cla- yeah. like I'd, it's it's on my bucket list for sure yeah like 100%. i'd love to go yeah but me and Eva were in our gas there tonight we're texting each other like we live in the same area we won't say what it is we're just getting to that scale now <laughs> don't do you know what i mean the but we don't know. even want to say where i'm from we could be hunted down but um what was it like in our area, didn't we? Like, oh we were we texting God. going here, like, because we're like probably like five minutes away, I'm sure. Like, yeah. like, Eve, it's like fucking Baghdad tonight. It literally, our area. it never stopped. And what was it? Was it Friday, even <laughs> Friday night? Like, but obviously not even Halloween night. I went to sleep really early because I was up at six mm. for work. So I was in bed at 10 p.m., passed out, woke up at 1 a.m. to someone mm. else. You know that back lane at the back of my house? Yeah. Where yeah, the Lewis is? Oh, said too much. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I woke up to There's just... There's the options. <laughs> <laughs> green line, green line. 
someone just constantly let off, letting off bangers. And at one stage, I was like, I'm actually going to call the guards. But they would just be like, <laughs> Eva, we're actually so doing? old, I know. I know, like, but I was pissed I off. Was, I threw on me noise-canceling headphones. I sent you a picture. You were like, what's <laughs> yeah. going on? I was like, honestly... Like, it's like the Gaza Strip tonight. Oh, my where God. Where we are. Like, I mean, I was afraid to look at my front door. I, at one stage, I couldn't differentiate between trick-or-treat or, or child soldiers. <laughs> it was the maddest thing ever. Oh, I was, it was just so like, what was going on? But at least um, this year, there was I was no like a dog. Did you ever see the way the dogs react to fireworks? <laughs> I, I was prone in my room, like, head over the fucking head. Oh, I was I like, so oh, bad for the dogs. They get so scared. Because they're like, they have, like, fucking echolocation. <laughs> they're, 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 like, super alert and all. I think the sounds. Yeah, like, any little noise. Like, a fart would set them off. Imagine if firework oh god yeah like but the poor fucking lads but I mean I, that was one of those moments if it was like me and you are just officially old yeah no I'm like a proper big noise Nazi like even when I lived in Australia and I had like a few housemates I would go to bed at like 10pm mm. and if I could hear anything I'd be like what's that noise like turn that off I just told them we're allowed to use a dryer mm. after 9pm and I'll like I've no place to be saying those things Stop. I just you, love you sleeping you're a bat or something oh, like, I just love sleeping yeah I love but it. like it was like level 1 in, in where we live <laughs> you, know <what laughs> I mean? you know what I mean I was like there's no way it's level 5 lockdown right now what the fuck's going I on I know like, people running around it was really eerie yeah. the amount of fireworks it was like that scene of Harry Potter John Fred and George uh, fucking go fly into the bleeding room when they're doing the else. do you remember yeah. I started lighting off black cats <laughs> yeah black cats and black screamers cats. <laughs> it was like that oh stop <laughs> it was something about your episode with Stephen Le Benge Le Benge so yeah <laughs> I was so actually in stitches laughing yeah. that as well really impromptu as well because like I, Stephen had me cracking up he was like proper French jokes as well I was like I didn't even remember that they were like French branded and I was like Oh, I didn't even know that. Blachet. Blachet. I didn't even do French in school. I didn't even do French in school. Like, as I was going into that joke, I was like, this could be horrific. Yeah. I could bomb here and this could sound like a Moroccan accent or something like that. Do you know what I mean? Someone like came off with a blachet. I was like, oh my God, we're off. La bang Le Oh, beautiful. But Yves, who are we talking about today? One of your heroes. Well, hmm, one of your one heroes in the crime game. Personal fave. Uh, he's probably a little bit less known to many people, but we're talking about young Robert William Picton today. Young Willie. Uh, we're going to call him Young Willie. Yeah. Um, so basically, Robert is or was a Canadian farmer. Was he still alive? Yeah, Matthew. Oh, he's still alive. Still. But he's. <laughs> we won't ruin it. Yeah. He's sorry, a Canadian yeah. farmer and um, was basically alleged to have killed up to forty nine women prostitutes on his farm and there's some sick rumours going around really about what he did with the bodies and yeah it's a bit of an obscure one so we'll get into it so yeah look young Willie as myself and Eve are going to be referring to him but look again if we do call him Roberto on any stage Rob as he was known to friends Bob <laughs> Bobby Bobby yeah <laughs> um, then look just just know that right he might kind of operate under many pseudonyms this evening right but uh, so look right born in October 24th 1949 British Columbia in Canada to Leonard and Louise. Oh, it was his birthday just there. Fair play. We should Bollocks, we missed it. Oh, oh, fuck. As you said, you're dying to get a, an inmate as a pen pal. Yeah. So what do you could start now? <laughs> it's no like a, a tin of roses or something like that. <laughs> I said it to you earlier. I was like, wouldn't it be so interesting to write to a pen pal who was done for some really serious crimes? And I said, just be gassed. And you were like, no, I'd really get into it. Like, <laughs> yeah. You were so serious I'd when you looked at me. Like, just not like, I mean, like family <laughs> pictures. Like, this is me, me sister, Lindsay. This is this where is we live. This is Tremor 2002, yeah. as you can see. And here's the guy in how prison. <laughs> that in all seriousness my ma literally does have a picture of me running down the beach of tomorrow in the nick like she literally I remember when, when I was, was younger taken last year <laughs> she's a rat bag of a thing though right During I remember like 
Joy, I just joined the summer there. She'd be whipping it out going, and here's Guardians from all. Look at him running around with Mickey flying she out of here. She to like family Showing and friends. mates and all. I'm like, that's fucking disgraceful. Do you know what I mean? I'm holding a bleeding acorn for one. No wonder I mean, you have a milk fetish. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean? Actually, funny enough, we're going to get into Willie Pick here um, and his ma. Because um, oh, I was yeah. only reading about that earlier. It's like, man, like, what's the story with these serial killers and the mad It's team? always an issue with the It's mothers. outrageous. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Does that mean I'm going to go off the rails? <laughs> <laughs> who knows no it's normally when the mother is like really cruel to them that's yeah. when they kind of do your mom's the opposite of that, hey, well, yeah so. my mom's she's a little saint yeah, she actually is a legend yeah, my mom is. just fancies herself as one of the, one of the lads she's she? one of the, yeah she yeah. just loves just hanging out with us when we go anytime over. I have a little soiree yeah. she actually literally comes out in the full gear and just sits with us and just <laughs> loves to chat doesn't she she like, gets all videos up on her phone she actually knows everyone. mad and she's not invited like even I'll yeah. say right, like I could be like uh, I'm just heading out to mom she's like we're going I saw her to Aoife's for a few drinks to lads she was like am I not invited <laughs> I'm like, no, actually, you're not invited. But uh, look, onto young <laughs> Willie, right? <laughs> Back to him. Look, so he's the middle child, right? Brother to David and sister Linda, right? They also guest star in this story quite heavily, so we might as well give them a mention, right? Um, but Linda actually was sent off. So that, as you mentioned earlier, right, they were actually farmers. They had a big, mm. massive pig farm in Canada and, um, like, raking the fucking cash in, like, pretty yeah, successful Yeah, they were loaded, but they like, lived, you know I mean? like, in squalor. Yeah, they lived, like, knackers. Like, like actually you know I mean? in squalor. So they didn't wash... Says, Mm, I don't know. No, we say the word knacker all the time, but yeah. like it depends on what context, I yeah. suppose. But sorry, go on. Uh, you were talking about how uh, oh yeah, they were absolutely. They just lived and they basically lived like their animals, like in like in a sty. They never, they didn't wash, they didn't change their clothes so much so that when Sounds David familiar. and Willie would get on the bus to go to school, the yeah. kids would not sit near them and call them stinky piggies or something. Mm. Like they were just, and even the parents, they didn't think that like personal hygiene and appearances was impo- were important but for the daughter oddly enough they sent her to live in Vancouver mm. with family and friends because what was it a pig farm was no she's place for a girl she? yeah she's on the J1 <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's just mad the contrast between how they treated the sons and how they treated yeah. Linda exactly not was fucked even the pigs were allowed to run right around the gaff and all. Do you know, <laughs> they, they were, were literally running like, in and out of the house yeah, they were literally it was like animal farm like yeah, like literally like there's plenty of reports here of like going over to the Picton's farm um, and the just pigs running on muck They'd in the gaff and they'd be on the sofas and, and everything outrageous do you know what I mean chilling Pissing out and like, chitting everywhere yeah like imagine like Jesus and uh, but like this this farm this little operation was so successful like the kids were put to work pretty much straight away right and every day they were required to feed the slop as they call it in the farm mm. game. I mean, I'm not open me lingo. Yeah, and the, they called it as well. You don't just say I feed the pig slop. It's called slop the pigs. Yeah, slop the it's pigs. It's not so. It sounds like it's outrageous. Weird, it sounds like getting it? down. Oh, I'm gonna slop the pigs. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but um, and they were required to slop 200 pigs a day. Before and after school, so yeah. young Willie and David were fucking flat out. God, they were like what age? Like ten at this stage, eleven? Yeah, maybe? like That's fucking crazy. outrageous. Like, but uh, as you mentioned earlier, there's a serious pong off them as well. Like, I mean, they're getting <laughs> they're getting riddled in school. Bang being called them. fucking like piggy. Do you know, Americans and Canadians are so uneventful. Are not like so like uh, like not creative. Unimaginative. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they're just like yeah, calling them piggy and stinky pig, and <laughs> yeah. I was like, like. Yeah, if that was Dublin now, do you know what I mean? Yeah, imagine Very that colourful, was you that was I'd imagine. <laughs> oh, stop, I don't even know. But um, one weird thing about young Willie was he had a mad phobia of water. How yeah, what was that? was that? Like, what a bizarre yeah. thing. And he, that's one of the reasons why he was such a little smell bag. He rarely watched. He never yeah. wanted out his smell what? bag. But I think, like, something must have happened to him when he was younger to be so afraid of water. That's like your man is adjacent. Do you reckon he was waterboarded? 13th. 
Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, did you ever hear that like in like torture techniques, waterboarding? Yeah, is that when they put like a towel the around your face head, yeah. to make it similar? I don't even, like, that doesn't you seem know, you that can't, bad. I was like reading about that recently and it's actually like, hard to die from waterboarding because you can still get air. So it's, No, like, but you don't die. I think that's the whole thing. It feels yeah, like it just drowning. simulates drowning yeah. like perpetually. Like, well, what would you rather, be waterboarded or someone like Pull off, all your, <laughs> <laughs> pull off all your fingernails with the pliers. Um, waterboard, I'd say, yeah, to be honest. Or yeah. pull out all your teeth with I've pliers. I've walked long stops, you know what I mean? So, like, <laughs> I'd go all day, baby. Dolls. But um, they didn't associate with anyone really barred the family members, Willie and uh, with David. Um, they just associated <laughs> with the man dad. They kind of just kept to themselves. But uh, like we mentioned earlier, like other uh, serial killers, Young Willie had like an unnatural attachment to his ma. Um, again, this is very like fucking, oh, no, Ed Kemper, like, well, he did kind of have a bit yeah. of a relationship with his ma, but it wasn't like. It was like, but she had belittled him so much when he was younger that he had this always wanting to like prove her wrong and just this obsession with with that person, whether mm. it's positive or negative. Yeah, exactly. So it doesn't it's matter. It's it was an infatuation regardless. Infatuation yeah. isn't always a good thing. Mm. And uh, regarding that, bit physically and mentally abusive, but mm-hmm. for the most part, bit of a non-entity, just kind of yeah. like did their own Wasn't really with. involved. Exactly, yeah. But uh, again, bullied in school. And now, do you love this part regarding how he, I suppose, like dealt with some of his emotions? Do you know what I'm going to The pig. So if you're coming home from school in the height of after getting like absolutely verbally slaughtered all day by his skillmates and how we would deal with it is he'd go home and just jump into the pig pen, right? And just like nestle up. Oh, yeah. A pig. <laughs> for that. And uh, like proper. Like, like get like proper in there, yeah, like rolling around there, with like, the pigs. Careless like, whisper playing. Cue, cue it. Cue careless whisper. You love the soundboard, don't oh, you? Oh, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> But, um, so when he was 12, he saved up $25, right, to buy a calf for himself. And this was like kind of pet territory. Like, although mm. he's like living on a farm where pigs are getting fucking slaughtered left, right and centre. He was like, don't I fancy myself a bit of a pet here? Um, and when, one day he gets home from school. Sadly, what happens to the young calf? Yeah, so basically he comes, he loved this calf. He yeah. went everywhere with it whenever he was at home on the farm and like had my a really close. Calf, <laughs> my lovely calf, my lovely calf. And basically, like, had a bond with this calf mm. because he had no social interaction or no affection at home. What so was I the think... name of the calf again? Fake, was it? Yeah, <laughs> I think it was called Gary. <laughs> <laughs> so he had no social interaction or no affection mm. at home, and he, he just had this bond with this calf. So one day he came home from school, went looking for the calf, couldn't find it anywhere. And was it his mum or his dad? I can't remember. His but dad he walked out and he was like, Where's the calf? And his dad was like, go look in the barn. And he went in yeah. and the thing was just slaughtered in yeah. bits, hacked up. And I genuinely believe that was his breaking point, even though he yeah. was only young. That's what dissociated him with all, you know, brought him into being a sociopath completely because he was like, I don't give a fuck if no one cares about me or my feelings and what's important to me. Why should I feel that way for anyone else? I think that, that was it for him. I have to agree with you, yeah. So that was the straw that broke the calves. The calves. <laughs> 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 but uh, no, no, definitely. Like, that had to be a contributing factor in what led yeah. to just go completely off the rails. Like, do you know what I mean? He was thinking, like, well, I finally fucking yeah. bonded with this animal because I loved dearly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And my dad's like coming home and fucking mauling the thing. Yeah. It doesn't give a fuck. But um, so later on, the family moved to a new farm, right, which they buy for 18k. Now, this is important because mm-hmm. later, 
you know yourself where this is going so just remember 18k is how much they bought this property for right and they got to expand their little piggy operation to fuck right up to 800 pigs floating around the place so that's some serious fucking yeah, grind like you know what i mean pro- they provided the meat to all like the local meat plants and everything mm. and local like neighbors and so yeah. they were pretty big and they were very well off as well and very well known within the community do you know what i always think is mad do you know the way they call a slaughterhouse mm-hmm. this is so stupid an abattoir no, dear. That sounds That's, so posh. Doesn't it sound like, oh, I'll meet you later at the abattoir? Yeah, that sounds like but a people have affairs. But it means slaughterhouse. That's what it's a pig. It's specifically a slaughterhouse for pigs. But it's like, w- w- we sh- shall we meet up in the abattoir? Yeah. Like, it's it's such a fancy word. Oh, my God. But I swear to God. It literally sound like some kind of like couple having an affair. Yeah, like or it sounds abattoir. like a, a really pretentious starter yeah. or something. I'll have the abattoir. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, Magic. it means slaughterhouse. Like, <laughs> I did not know that. Isn't um, it mad? That is fucking bananas. Like, but it was so busy at this piggy farm anyway that the lads had to basically leave school like, and work there full time. Now, this is the forced incident of crime within the family. You know where I'm going with this, don't you? Now, this is what happened right now. This is pretty fucking mental. Like, considering yeah. there are already a few screw, a few sandwiches short of the They're like picnic, the Texas as I Chainsaw said. Massacre family. Like, yeah, they're they just actually crazy. Are. Like, like, especially the mass fucking lunatic. But yeah. anyway, look, story to follow, right? So, this didn't actually involve the protagonist. I mean, antagonist. <laughs> <laughs> Young Roberto, I really. Um, this actually involved uh, his brother David, right? So his brother is driving back from his mate's cafe one night and he accidentally runs over a young fella who's 14 years of age called Tim Barrett, right? And he gets back and he's fucking shell-shocked. He was like, I'm at the riddling some young fella in my car. And, you know, most normal reactions would be like, fuck, where is he? Let's get the young fella help. The man that had to go, listen, get that fucking dent fixed in the car. Yeah, and we'll handle they send the them straight to the garage or the me- yeah, their they local s- mechanic. Exactly, like. Like, do you know what I mean? Um, they send them down there and then the ma heads out to the exact location where your man's had to get in fucking pinged now. And she, your man is still there, little young fella, young Tim, RIP, right? Well, sorry, spoiler, right? <laughs> so <laughs> she gets there, but the chap is mangled, but he's like, he's hanging he's in there. He's still alive, exactly. yeah. If he was brought to hospital, he would probably would have survived. So guess what the fucking mad cunt does? She literally rolls him into a ditch nearby, which is like this kind of waterfall yoke, right? And uh, like just fucking sick shit, like do you know what I mean? Like as you say, down. like yeah, face down, like like I mean, if they got him medical attention, the chap probably would have survived. Mm. Do you know what I mean? But anyway, so David's getting his car fixed um, at the local mechanic, and the mechanic is suspicious because he's just like, "What's going on here?" Like the Pictons are kind of like notorious for being scruffy mm. cunts. Like they wouldn't give a <laughs> fuck like about a few dents in that car. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So the next day, um, the body is found free. And then the mechanic buzzes the police and he's just like, here, I reckon that I fixed the car last night, that pinged that young fella over. And so they're like, right, do you know who the fella was? And they're mm. like, yeah, it's your man. That piggy fella's young fella, David, <laughs> right? And so they chased us up and they confirm it actually was um, the Pictons that were involved in this little hit and run, shall mm. we say, right? Um, however, in a mad turn of events. Yeah, so basically when they did the uh, autopsy on the guy's body, uh, the cause of death was ruled as a drowning. So more or less, the the mother had basically just killed him. Yeah, because she, she rolled him into a ditch. Like exactly. he's fourteen. Like such bad form, isn't it? Yeah, it's just like, it's bad. bad out. Out. It is mean? bad. Out, it is like fucking. Sound. But look, so as as Eve said there, look, because your man technically died from drowning. They actually got away with it, including mm. the man, right? Um, but the, the young fella, David, actually got done for, like, hit and run. That was the mm. only he got done for. And um, he only got two years parole on his licence got yeah. So this this showed young Willie that, like, this, the system was flawed. Like, do you know what I mean? And, you know, you can get away with anything. Started that culture of them being un, untouchable, kind exactly, of. Exactly. Like, so 21, <coughs> um, he becomes an apprentice butcher, right? And apparently, by the way, he was a fucking animal pardon the book <laughs> do you know what I mean like he was able to like slaughter 48 animals in like a day handy like, yeah, you know, which so apparently easy, was like, like real like 
that was like unreal for mm. like an apprentice butcher. And uh, he had a nice little thing going there. Yeah, didn't he? he yeah, actually did. He did well for himself. But. Exactly. But the business, the, 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 the needs of the family business kind of pulled him back in mm. and he was like, look, I need to give up this butcher, this thing. I need to get, I need to get back for helping. The, the pig thing was just kicking off back at HQ. So um, working in the family business, his work often took him to a place called the West Coast Reduction, right, which was like an animal waste facility. So like he would drop off like animal waste to the, this is like a rendering plant. Right? Oh yeah, right. So, rendering. I exactly. Know. Yeah. So they, they take materials that he would turn in and like turn into products like cosmetic mm. products. Isn't that mad? I never knew that, but you know that uh, jellies like Haribo and all is yeah. made from a boiled calf's Oh, trust me. Isn't that yeah. disgusting though? But they're so good. I didn't know that. But like, I only like, I've, I've known it a while now, I swear. But yeah. uh, isn't it mad? No, it is mad. Honestly, <laughs> like I remember like when I used to be with a vegan back in the day, shout out Raquel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be scoffing a bag and she'd be like you do know they are made from pigs blah 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 I'm like what pigs like you'd never feet. think They're about actual it yeah. they boil them down so much they turn into mush and then they just dye them pink and sell them in a bag of Haribo it's actually insane <laughs> I, I actually genuinely didn't know that it's like, disgusting I, I thought like, they were like artificially made no it's gelatin but gelatin yeah. is the hoof of the animal or the hoof Outrageous or whatever it was so bloody gorgeous now <laughs> no there, I would never yeah. stop eating them <laughs> never <laughs> but anyway so after the trips to this like rendering plant Robert would often visit this like really ropey part of Vancouver a really impoverished area where all the drug addicts and the prozies mm. hung out do you know what I mean you know I read actually that's supposed to be one of the most impoverished areas in the entire uh, like first world go away yeah like messing. Canada and like Vancouver are pretty you're, you're pretty, messing the current day like current day, what's no. it called? The east east side yeah. village? Well, east coast like, is what east, they just refer to it. East like. side something. Well, yeah, it's supposed to be like the Are highest you telling concentration. Me Calcutta and <laughs> no, I said the first world. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't hear that. <laughs> I thought you just said the world. No, I said first world. <laughs> <laughs> I was Two imagining. Knees like, being like, stay yeah. in that place. <laughs> I was imagining like them showing up in like future choker boxes. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> just a lot of. Choker boxes for Vancouver. Yeah. Like. <laughs> No, like in terms of drug addicts and prostitution and homeless and everything, it's supposed to be really, Jeez, really bad. I did not know that. Like worse than like New York and everything. Mad. Mm. I must ask my sister about that, who's a native at the moment oh, in yeah. uh, Vancouver. But look, Al Willie would be running a muck in this this side of town. Like he'd be spending large cash on prozies and like proper spoiling them as well. Like, um, and so much so that they'd be going back to their colleagues. Yeah. They'd be like, Willie is the man. You need to be getting he had a good this reputation, fella. didn't he? Yeah, like, exactly. They, be like, like, would big him up. Like, yeah, they'd be like, look, Willie's a fucking king. To be mm. honest, with you. if you end up, if you ever get pulled into his car, you're a good treat. Like, cause he'd be <laughs> like proper spoiling them and like actually overpaying them. Yeah. Anything. Not that they don't deserve to be overpaid. Yeah, they're quite yeah, a fantastic they're service. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> But uh, <laughs> so he's kind of known as like a bit of a minted legend around those uh, those parts. But imagine the smell off him though. Oh, oh if, you again, had to though, actually... if you like ham, you're probably no, into that. No, smell of shit off. Oh, sorry, yeah, like... no, that's what you meant. Oh, you, oh, you. <laughs> he wasn't just going in and smelling like a Christmas ham. Like, like, like Denny, yeah. like, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever hear that thing? Like people say. Uh, like when you fart, if someone farts mm. and smells, like who opened the ham? Because you ever go when you open a packet of ham, just the oh, smell yeah, walks yeah. out. But that's the same with a few products. I don't know what oh, that is smell it? is. Like it's whatever they fucking um, inject into packaging. Sometimes mm. like that kind of like and it just that kind of keeps it fresh or something. Yeah, which again, just, you would never think it was the fucking pong off. Oh, like, stinks. but I know what you're talking about. Mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> who opened the ham? But um, so look, Willie's reputation grew significantly in this little fucking underworld of bleeding Vancouver. Like, and again, I said they just known as like the fucking man. Like, mm. he, he ended up in Willie's car. It wasn't a bad thing. Like, do you know what I mean? He was, he was going down there getting mots on the regular. Like, but 
over time, as you would expect, got a lot more aggressive with them, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, then in 1978, right, his dad dies, right, probably didn't give a fuck, to be honest, right? But then the following year, his ma croaks as well, and it is apparently hit him really hard, right? <laughs> 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 but maybe not, though, because where the, whatever way the will was divvied up, I'd say there's a bit of taste in his mouth, right? Do you remember this? Yeah, what he, the hell? Yeah, each child got 98k, right, in the will, except Willie. He was like, look, you're not getting any money. The, you have to run the farm for 10 years and then only after 10 years you'll get your fucking squid. Imagine right? that. Would you absolutely lose your mind? Big like, time. what a rude thing. Especially if like, it wasn't like all the kids. It was just him. Because he was actually tasked with looking after his ma. Like, like she had like really bad cancer. Mm. And um, she was in a jock towards the end and he was the only one who was kind of looking after her. Like, there was actually a good side to it. You know what I mean? Very caring, considerate gentleman. Yeah. Despite all the other shit, he was a lovely fella. <laughs> No, I'm only messing, he was a rat. Um, so anyway, um, his brother moves into the family gaff, like, on the farm, and Willie takes up shop in, like, a trailer, basically, in a different grid on the property, like... Yeah, they don't even give him a room in the house, like... Yeah, but that was his own decision, I think. Oh, I think was he was it? like, look, oh. I wouldn't mind my own, because, bear in mind, this is acres upon acres of land. And also, the pigs are running in now all the time. Yeah, like. exactly, like, so he was happy enough, I think, like, to kind of have his own little area, do you know what I mean? And so much so, he actually opened up a junkyard, and, like, on his kind of part of the property, um, and opened up, like, a chop shop for the hell, for Hell's Angels and all, like... <laughs> And expanded like his other business as well. The fucking entrepreneur, like, do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? Like, fucking. Had uh, his finger in a few pies. Yeah, here, Willie had the finger to the pulse when it comes to the business game, like, which we'll get into, to be fair. We definitely we have a, an interesting story to come vis a vis some business uh, dealings Willie and Co had, don't, don't we? But, uh, the, but the thing about the farm, it starts becoming like a proper hangout for like bikers mm. and like just little delinquents yeah, and all, like, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like, proper down and outs. Um, yeah, and, like drifters, transients, kind of riffraff. riffraff. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, Basically, like, do you know what I mean? Uh, but um, he starts bringing sex workers back to the gaff now. Because bear in mind, like, when his man and I were alive, he'd have to kind of, like, do his little trick acting, like, you know what I mean, outside the farm, like, and kind yeah. of, like, and then his car and all. But now he's like, look, I have the whole, I have the run of the place, basically, so mm-hmm. I, can, I can bring them back to me little trailer, like, me little caravan thing. And, um, uh, but the thing about it, like, like we said, like, he, you know, he's, he's a well-paying man. Like, he'd yeah. actually be yeah. up for going back. Because they would look, if you went, if you go back to Willie's gaff, you're in for Because you're going to get a few quid for riding them. Plus, he used to give them a few quid after if I stick Yeah, and he would also the buy place. them drugs and stuff as well. Yeah, and but did you ever see photos that were, like, uploaded of that trailer? It was this. No, really? Like, it was like, imagine what a hoarder's trailer looks like. That's exactly what it looked like. <laughs> my <room>. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> home away from home. Sorry, no, you don't like that word. It's a trigger <laughs> word for you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but he showed a few quid for cleaning the place as well so they were like fucking hell like, do you know what I mean like doubling up on the cash because get, they give, they'd get a handy hundred quid for riding them right and then he'd be like look if you stick around for a few days I'll give you X amount for just you know keeping the place in mm. tip top shape and um, so that was like really what was happening like in fucking I don't know bleeding this little piggy ranch of his do you know what I mean <laughs> and uh, but the earliest incident of violence right with Roberto uh, slash Willie was right. Robert is driving around one night in his truck uh, on the east side of Vancouver <clears throat> and he grabbed a 14 year old board and raped her at knife point. Outrageous. Mm, yeah. um, but apparently that was his thing. Like he really targeted kind of like young drug addicted yeah. teens. Generally. It, that, yeah, people that like technically, which is what probably why he got away with it for so long and it sounds bad, but you wouldn't miss or you wouldn't necessarily be looking for mm. purely for the fact that they might have had a drug habit or they were alcoholic so they weren't they were off the radar for a certain period of time anyway exactly yeah do you know what I mean like when you think about it like yeah it was like perfect if you're going to target mm. any demographic like do you know what I mean like sex mm-hmm. workers or like as you say like proper down and out stuff not that they don't have a family around like that but I mean like you know if they go missing like it's probably a fucking 
it's a hard that fucking lead to chase up. Do you yeah, know what I mean? 100%. Um, if you're like, well, the guard are fucking worth that mm. wanking the story as we'll get into. But um, look, the story gets a bit fucking wild bonkers, if you will, from here, right? So in 1994, the Picton family decided to sell the north side of the farm for $2 million. So going back to what I said earlier wow. about the farm being worth 18K. And this now, wasn't even the full farm. This was this was the north side. Partial, I mean, this part, is just a yeah. bit of it, like outrageous. That is on. crazy. Willie has to be one of the first serial killers who's like a millionaire. Oh know? yeah, has I can't think of any other ones at all. Yeah, like unless you count Robert Durst and Ryan Tubby. Yeah, <laughs> Ryan Tubby. <laughs> <laughs> He's a sick fuck. <laughs> 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 but yeah, like it actually, that's when that's very interesting now that you say it. <laughs> drop their coffee. <laughs> now that you say it, that's actually really interesting. Yeah, because you would think like, and they say that money can't buy you happiness. Obviously Bloody not in can. his case. Like. So anyway, right. Fresh off that $2 million injection, Willie and his bro open up a social events business in 1996. Eve's lead us into it. What do they call it? So they called it the Piggy Palace. Shocker. And Shocker. basically they would get like local bands or whoever else to play big mad concerts that would attract more than like 2,000 people and would just get real down and dirty, doing lots of meth, crack, prostitutes, the works. And rumour has it Nickelback actually played there a few times because they are Canadian as we know. That is, do you know, Nickelback are kind of notoriously known as like one of the shitest bands <laughs> yeah, ever. Like, so but like they have done well for themselves. Like, yeah, they, they're like, if you Google it, they're like number 11th best selling rock band of all time. Like, that's scandalous. How is like, that possible? Like Nickelback are fucking shy. No, you know like I mean? they are the worst thing to come out of Canada since Robert Picton, like yeah, more or less. It's, it's pretty much like it'd be neck and neck, wouldn't it? <laughs> Robbie Pick and fucking Nickelback. probably worse than him. Yeah. Shout out Kevin Farrell, biggest <laughs> Nickelback fan of all time. <laughs> Go on, Kevin. Shout out, bro. What's that big song? How you remind me this is how you never met it as a wild man yeah, yeah like it's he's mad stupid like fucking written off like Remember Garth Brooks impression curls. he's a and he's he, sure he's banging Avril Lavigne and all what he's married to Avril Lavigne or, he? he certainly was married to Avril Lavigne like Ugh. Hollywood I wouldn't be surprised they broke up but I mean they were at 100% married um, yeah for a while they're like, just shocking but I guarantee they still sell out concerts like, oh, whatever, people would love them yeah but like all them mad hick Americas all the hick American <laughs> fans are like <laughs> <laughs> What are you doing? <laughs> but they would laugh Nickelback oh, up. Oh, like, they mean? would love it. And they, remember they did the songs for like Spider- Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yeah, Spider-Man too. And they say you're not a hero. That's them. Oh my days. In fairness though, that's a bleed bang That up. actually is a yeah, good song. That I'm is a great tune. No, like, that is good. Uh, I don't know. Look, actually, yeah, we can, we can actually understand why the Piggy Palace party recruit would done to be the headline. And we'll do a separate episode on Nickelback anyway. So yeah, for the Patreon. For, another, for the Patreon. Um, <laughs> Kevin signs up straight away. <laughs> 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 but you know as well even the way they structured this little piggy palace thing as he was talking about they set it up as like very clever they set it up as like a non-profit organisation right like almost like a charity so they wouldn't even have to pay like the proper tax on it mm. I mean like in their eyes this was purely like yeah, a recreational yeah. adventure like they just wanted to have somewhere they could go bananas like mm. you know what I mean and imagine and, all that space imagine the stuff that went down there oh stop Ooh. like and like going back to all the down and outs and all like you know what I mean I'd say there was very unsavoury characters there <laughs> I mean? Long, like longitude but just on the farm like yeah <laughs> our oxygen back in our day oxygen oh Mrs. god do you remember that but anyway that's for a different PC yeah. but um, but anyway look at this stage right there's a rake of Moscow missing in Vancouver and it's believed that like at this stage it's believed that Willie's kill count because obviously Willie's responsible for this spoiler mm. right was potentially in like double digits territory at this stage which is, which is mental I think yeah. but um so but one thing right like when he'd be bringing this is like one of the craziest things that like it was almost 
a way that like Willie would like justify the more mm. he'd bring Mott back right and he would kind of like set them up to deliberately like like offend them or fail so yeah. he'd be like listen do you want to do x and they'd be like no you're not gonna. and mm. then he like he'd go for me like what or like for example he accused him of stealing as well That'd yeah be he was else. even though they hadn't gone near anything yeah. I wouldn't yeah. rob your little caravan. It's in bits. <laughs> you know I mean? What am I going to steal? Yeah, exactly. Like, so that that's what one way you kind of like would justify killing them. Yeah. In his own head, he'd be like, "Well, she said no to blah, or she robbed mm. me blah." So I just that's why I killed her. Like, mm-hmm. but anyway, just reiterate at this stage, there's a fuckload of what's going missing around the Vancouver area, and this where it starts getting a bit scoppy, right? Because the police are completely aware of it, but they did fuck all. Like, yeah, it shows fucked. again they didn't. I think loads of people were kind of reporting either the farm or reporting these women missing, and it was never once even taken seriously mm-hmm. because of the people that were going missing, and that's purely yeah. there was no respect for sex workers. You're also talking. When did it start? Mid eighties up until two thousand and two. Yeah, yeah, went on for ages. Like yeah, yeah, and nothing was taken seriously. Yeah, it's absolutely fucked. And so I look at this stage. We're on to nineteen ninety seven. The king is six years of age at this stage. <laughs> me, uh, <laughs> the king. <laughs> I thought you were born in nineteen seventy seven. Oh, 19- <laughs> <laughs> oi! No one knows that. Keep that down. But uh, at this stage, it's believed right now in nineteen ninety seven. It's believed that Willie has potentially done in 30 months. Yeah. It's not the fucking maddest that thing. Is like 30 is such a huge number. Yeah. Like oh. I've only done three and I'm just like, Jesus, how could <laughs> I, I do know. another one? <laughs> how could one possibly do 27 more? <laughs> like it's a full time job even getting three out of the way. <laughs> the amount of tracks you have to cover. Oh, stop. It's too stressful. I mean, like I'm always tired. <laughs> You're a pro, <laughs> but uh, and we only talked about female circulars in the last episode, remember? Yeah, little yeah. did we know we'd one under our nose. Oh, <laughs> but uh, but look, come here. Like like we said in the last one with Jeffrey, um, like we'd be all day going through the fucking killings, and especially with this chap because he's done about sixty fucking months. Like, yeah. Um, so we're only gonna, we're only gonna go through the best ones. <laughs> <laughs> the best. These top three made our exactly. list. Exactly. <laughs> These top three made our list. It was a fight to the death. <laughs> 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 in the interest of time I need to go through a few right but anyway but this one in particular is, is a good one right it's a girl called Sandra Gill Ringwald however that's not a real name it's an alias because there's actually a publication ban on her name oh yeah and um, this is your woman you know where this is going Eve's right mm-hmm. she was one of the few months to survive yeah an encounter with young Willie right so Sandra um, lived was, was out and about yeah she was out and about enjoying herself right <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> encountered young Willie right and he brings her back to the trailer and now she's desperate for cash and she was just mm. like, yeah. Look, she was, yeah, I think she was, wasn't she a drug addict as now well? Now we should mention just... as well, I think we kind of did more or less touch on it, but like young Willie looks like Filch out of Harry Potter. He's disgusting. Yeah, he's like, in he's bits. Like he's absolutely right. Is it Filch? And you know, when I see his photo, I can smell it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because I've read so much about him. I'm like, I can smell him through the this chap the phone. requires, and I mean requires copious levels of Lynx Africa. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like this fella is the scruffiest I hope he probably got no sets for Christmas ever. No, never. <laughs> now, look, again, that's probably a Canadian thing. If he was from Maid or something like that, yeah. or, or Ireland in general, he would have been up to his fucking tits in Lynx Africa. <laughs> so look, it's a shame. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so he brings her back to the gaff. Now, what makes young Sandra a little bit different to the rest is she had our finger on the pulse, as I would say. She she walked in, she analysed her surroundings. Now, she's going to the gaff. Now, maybe this is a prosy thing mm. where you kind of have to go, look, things would go south here. So I might as well analyse the room. Well, here. do you know what? To be honest with you, maybe more so when you're a pro- if you're a sex worker. But 
as a woman in general, I think you do have to overanalyze anything. Like yeah. when you're walking somewhere dark at night, like I'm sure I'm not the only one. You kind of put your keys between your fingers so that it's sticking out like that. Like, I'm sorry, it's, I'd say a lot of women who would agree with me. I do that fucking during me. the day. You know I, mean? <laughs> I just do it on Walking the Walking out of our area. Do you know I mean? You have to. No, but it is probably more of a female thing. You have to nah, be 100%. way more aware of your surroundings. Definitely. But she walks into, into Willie's caravan anyway and she, she clocks this full-on proper butcher knife. Now, like we've discussed already on this episode, like, Willie wouldn't have just a standard butter knife hanging around the place. <laughs> Like he's gonna have creme de la creme, like boning knives, yeah, yeah, like high grade knives hanging yeah. around. So she's like, "Cool, I know that's there in case things go south, right?" So she goes into the boudoir, right, and she the way she describes <laughs> the is, <abattoir>. yeah. <laughs> she goes in and she was like, "Look, we had regular sex to describe ourselves." Now that's again, I will describe some of uh, Willie's kind of sexual fucking interest later mm. on the story, but. For for the sake of right now, that's kind of like surprising because he was into some mad shit. Missionary like, Mark. Exactly. <laughs> missionary Mark, as he would say. So he's clowned her out for a grand total of five minutes. A PR, a personal record in my game, right? <laughs> and uh, afterwards, he goes, look, there's a hundred quid for yourself. Do you know what I mean? Don't spend all in the one shop, right? <laughs> and uh, she goes, look, any chance I can have a lend of a phone to ring me pimp to come and get me? He's like, walk away, no problem at all. Is he always five? <laughs> He's <laughs> <like> free calls. <laughs> you can send him a please call me. <laughs> <laughs> and so she's like, yeah, I, I think so. I think he smeared you, right? So she gives him a shout. <laughs> <laughs> give a shout. And when she's turned around, she actually hears young Willie approaching her, right? And she's like, again, I would say the prosies have their wits about them, mm, do you know what I mean? Because again, mm. they probably face all this shit on the reg. Like. Yeah. So she spins to. around. Young Willie lashes a fucking handcuff around one of her hands. And fair play to Sandra, she's a fucking queen at the end of the day. Mm. One of her hands is, is taken away, but she starts fighting them off. Yeah. One, she's fighting them off one-handed. Wow. And she's knocking the shit out of them, apparently, <laughs> right? But doesn't she clock the fucking knife from earlier? She picks it up and she starts swinging the knife like a good thing. She clocks him lovely in the jugular, right? And then she starts swinging the thing into his head. And it goes through his cheek and starts taking out a few of his teeth. And his jawbone and all. She's, do she's doing Ooh. a number on this cunt. Oh like, and I mean, like, Willie's in bits. Like, do you know what I mean? Imagine <laughs> that, like, going through Willie's in bits. Like a good few of us fake were apparently taken out uh. like in this little exchange, right? And but again, that didn't stop Willie. Mm. He was tenacious as ever, and he's advancing on it. And he's like, for grand, if you think that's gonna put me away, even though I think mm. so, she's like, fuck. He's like, the only way out here is probably through him. So fucking yeah. fair play to her. She takes the scrap outside. And she's like, right, they continue having that strength. imagine them like rolling in a tussle That's all it. the way out the door. Like <laughs> <laughs> They basically continue that strength outside in the caravan and they're knocking the unholy shit out of you at this stage, right? But Willie manages to take the knife out of her hand and stabs her back a few times, right? In the abdomen. But because she did such a fucking job on him inside the caravan, he's losing blood, he's out of his head. Yeah. And he's beginning to fade, right? So she manages to get away and she runs across the road and she approaches a few gaffs that were like uh, across the road from the, the farm she's banging the fucking yeah. doors out and they're like they're not answering but she's running down the road like holding her abdomen because he's yeah, sliced that her, bad like, like her intestines or something yeah, came out like her intestines how are, scary is that like, it's all the classic horror films you've ever seen of like a distressed woman banging on doors in the middle of the night yeah. and no one answering like it's so freaky mm. but yeah she's like holding her fucking spleen in her hand literally like her intestines are all over the <laughs> I'd shop, just like. submit I'd be like I'm sorry I well can't that's what she does bothered. fair play to her so a car stops and she's in a fucking jocker on the ground holding her intestines and they're like listen you alright where can we take you and she's like obviously look. the hospital like, yeah she's like the <laughs> Jambo please you know what I mean but she was like look if I'm dead that cunt across the road on the farm is the one who did this to me and in fairness great show because mm. again if she does die they can say look she was pointing at that farm saying he done her in and um, so the guard that do actually go to the farm and they find that cunt in a pool of his own blood 
right? Mm. And then they take him to the hospital and like, listen, mate, what's the fucking story? You're in a jock guy missing about 50 fucking teeth. She's <laughs> holding her intestines. Like, what's that going on here? Is this like a fucking domestic? Or are you just rough a, sex? Like. Yeah, exactly. You're just a, a fucking complete screw waller. What's the crack? And then he spins it and he's like, look, she's a prosy. Brought her mm. back to the gaff. She tried to rob me. I was loaded of cash. Um, on the table and she decided to make a play for it I fought her off she whipped out a knife and fucking look it just basically yeah. sailed from there right now fair play to the guard because again it's not typical of the rest of the story they're Muppets throughout this whole story mm. but in this they actually genuinely side with her and they actually decide to do him for attempted murder now this is where it gets a bit fucking hairy so the trial starts and she doesn't show up because she's so scared right because basically Willie's brother David yeah yeah had a private investigator like intimidator and tailor yeah and she also knew like yeah he had a few quid like that's yeah that's just really scary that's very intimidating as well because they like, think about all the money that they have and she's literally has nothing yeah exactly so like at the you kind of see where she was like look mm. if i take this to trial and i lose chances are with all his money and all like i'm i'm brown bread do you mm-hmm. know what i mean um so so she doesn't show up and the charges are basically dropped um against young willie Anyway, we're in 1997 at this stage. The king is still six years of age at this stage, right? Me <laughs> and uh, Willie's at his most active. It's said that 14 boards went missing that year, and again, likelihood is he's responsible for it. And the guard are acting the bollocks at this stage, um, and they st- they actually don't believe that a serial killer is actually to blame. Which yeah, is even like, though like 30 plus women have gone missing, all in the same profession, in the, from the same area around the same times, mm-hmm. like. I mean, how thick do you have to be? Like, you have to be like, working in those stations. Yeah, because when you think about it, right, the prosies would be getting onto the guards going, listen, like mm-hmm. fucking Eilish is after getting whipped out by Eilish. the man, the pig Eilish. fella. Yeah, the pig <laughs> fella was, came in here last night because he was going to like crack dens and all and like places where like, you know. He's after getting a sumter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, last we saw Roisin, she was with the pig fella. Now we haven't seen her in three weeks. You put two For and two together. that's got to be next. <laughs> <laughs> What's the most Irish name you can think of? Oh, Fanula is probably up there. Up it there. has to be up there. Circa? Circa. Sayorsi. Sayorsi's after getting snatched up by that pig guy. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, right, the guard are asleep at the whale back then, as we were just chatting about. And um, it's actually said that at that point, the guard department were actually like, went through a bit of a like, reformation like after that mm. because like, they were like, in a weird way, in, like indirectly responsible for probably a fuckload of deaths because they were yeah. so negligent for ages, do you know what I mean? He was and brought to their attention like years before and how mm. many people died between then and when he was caught. Like 100%, like as you just said there a minute ago, complete like lack of empathy, I guess, for mm. like sex workers. Exactly, you know I mean? imagine they, if that was just fucking like average joes like me and you yeah it's mad like stay as you know like it is it is scandalous and so even a good example of like how how just asleep at the wheel the guard was right there was like this guard called ken rosmo right proper super guard of shit as we often say on the show right <laughs> finger to the pulse with this shit right so he came up with this system that could essentially profile circulars based on our geographic locations and even he was like, lads, are you thick or what? Like, there's a fucking serial killer on the bleeding loose here. Yeah. And they were like, Ken, you're talking very mate. Yeah. You're talking <laughs> shit. Do you know what I mean? There's nothing to, nothing to see here. You're fucking killable, yeah, Ken. Exactly. <laughs> mate, that's what it was, yeah, though. Yeah, they thought because, it was because like, he was th- doing his job. They were actually, right, practically bullying the fella yeah, inside the precinct, were. right? Like, this is, a, this is actually bad out, right? But a few little situations was they were actually start robbing the chap's whiteboard. So he'd be, like, in his room, like, sketching out, okay, so basically, this prosy went missing, this prosy went missing, maybe they're linked because blah, blah, blah. And they're like, yeah, we need a whiteboard, Ken, so we're just going to take yours. Playing hangman. Oh, God, you're <laughs> out of me. 
because he was like this is getting ridiculous and they start messing with his orders and all he'd be ordering like stationary like papers and pens and all right and they would be intercepting it and all and he'd be like what the fuck <laughs> and so, they proper thought that he was a little square and they were talking yeah. to him because like they obviously knew maybe they were doing something wrong but they thought oh the paperwork we'd have yeah, to do like exactly. if we get caught out Ken's banging on yeah. about this serial killer every minute we'll just rob his whiteboard and shut him up <laughs> that's what they were thinking so um, so like just being proper saps that we God love him now because again he was the only one that seemingly inside the, the fucking Vancouver precinct mm. that actually really gave a shy like but anyway, so 1997, this is where the story kicks off a bit now. Um, a story gets published in the Vancouver Sun, right, about a mock called Sarah DeFries, who kind of became like the face of like the, the missing women of, of Vancouver. And at this stage, probably 50 odd women mm. come listen at this stage. Mm. probably fair to say, is it? Yeah, definitely. And so after the story's published, right, the paper get a call from a young a called Bill Hiscox, right? And Hiscox said that he recently worked for a man called Dave Hickton. A.K.A. Mm. Willie's brother mm-hmm. for all of our listeners asleep mm-hmm. at the moment, right? Young yeah. David. Cop on, right? <laughs> David. Yeah, David. <laughs> <laughs> and during this time, he got to know young Willie, right? And he was like, that chap is an oddball. Do you know what I mean? That's water. Mm. Ishka, Ishka getting in somewhere. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Titanic level. No pun because he, like, he was terrified of water. Yeah. And he was just like, oh, I've actually been in the cunt's caravan a few times and the thing is mad. It's riddled with horses and moth clothing and all. Yeah, like weird. items belonging to these women, like trophies. Exactly. So anyway, before that though, apparently before he even bothered calling um, the paper, he actually called the guard. And mm. once again, evidence that the lads are just acting the fucking bollocks. Yeah. They were like, what are you telling us for? Like, do you know what I mean? If you got any clear hard hard evidence, no, Grant, talk to you, right? But then he keeps at it and he's like, they were like, look, I'll tell you what, we'll place Willie under surveillance. Mm-hmm. Now, bear in mind, this is after the like the trial. Yeah. So he's already after being on trial for like, like how, how many red flags do you exactly, need? For slicing up that prosy yeah. outside his trailer. So I don't see it's not like I'm accusing you or something like that, a complete <laughs> random bystander. Like this is someone who had a clear criminal past that was up again for like manslaughter or fucking attempted murder of this brozzy it's outrageous Eilish right yeah and also if you see photos of him or you saw where he lived would you not go actually maybe there's something here to look into yeah it's absolutely madness like even America's Most Wanted did an episode on the cunt Mm. Um, well not on the cunt but they were like they did an episode on Mott's Gone Missing in Vancouver because they even knew there was something fishy going on I think it was just like the local police just first of all they had gone so far with not giving a shit Mm -hmm. that if they were to admit now oh maybe he actually is a serial killer they would look so bad which is terrible it's stupid though because he looked worse in the end way worse but anyway yeah they still do fucking nothing even despite America's Mm -hmm. Most Haunted doing a a special Most Haunted did you (laughs) say Most Haunted did I (laughs) (laughs) do your Derek Accor again (laughs) Mary loves cock is that Mary loves cock (laughs) Mary loves dick Mary loves dick Oh, I remember. I used to, what was your man? It was Derek Akora, and I remember one time there was yeah. an episode on years ago, and I used me and my sister were obsessed oh, with Most Haunted, and it's so shit. Like, yeah. but we were obsessed, and there was one episode where they were like going through a graveyard, and you know, like there was a real mm. a woman's name back in the day was G yeah. G E. That was a woman. <laughs> no, Fanny. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> it was Fanny. So it was a normal. It would be yeah. like Eva today, yeah. <laughs> and she was like, Aoife. and this uh, <laughs> grave belonged to Fanny. 
And they all just burst out laughing because it's one of those most yeah. haunted lives. Yeah. And I remember I just thought it was so funny. It's a fucking mad show. Anyone that's listening, episode 14, I believe, with Ray. We <laughs> you know the episode. Of course I know you, mad. No, not of most oh, haunted. Oh, you end up <laughs> most haunted. Man. I was like, you big freak. <laughs> no, I mean, me. Remember I'm doing oh, the Oh, yeah. That's my favourite one. Derek like, Accord. so funny. Daddy loves dick. Daddy loves dick. dick. And you were just screamed. Yeah, it's a great episode. Oh, stop. It's a screamer, isn't it? Yeah. But uh, where were we? So the cops, yeah, the cops are basically in fuck all at this stage, as per usual, right? And now, there's actually some interesting reports, right? And this is a mad part of the story, of uh, of people within Willie's network, like f- people he got attached to, that he would actually, like, essentially reveal what he'd done mm. um, to them. And, but they were too afraid to come forward as mm. well, like your woman. And so onto these people in his network, right? One of them was a fella called Andy Bellwood, right? Another petty criminal down and out. Someone who, someone who uh, strangely found himself not only mm. friends with Willie, but actually living on his property, right? Yeah. And uh, no one actually really knows why um, young Willie took a shining to your man, mm-hmm. but he just did, like. Mm. But anyway, one, one like, shall we say, like, pretty fucking chilling disclosure, right? Was one night they were having a few beverageinos, right? <laughs> beverageinos in uh, in Willie's trailer, just kicking back. Few the lads only play FIFA. Yeah, um, do you mean? <laughs> right. And uh, Rob is like, Listen, "Fuck FIFA." Well, we just go out and get a few prozies. And Andy's like, "Yeah, let's do it." And he was yeah. like, "Just so you know, like, not only am I into the prozies, I also am into mad shit with them, and I have a lot of toys here." And Andy's like, "What you mean?" And he opens up this fucking box basically, and he has like handcuffs. Like a belt, a piano wire with like two handles and all on the side of it, like Jesus. pretty grim shit. Yeah. Like, and then he told your man Andy, he's like, "Listen, this is usually what I use. I go down to the east side of Vancouver and mm. I end up picking the boards up. Um, I fucking end up picking the boards up by promising them like drugs and cash. Works like a charm. And uh, and then I bring them home, ride them from behind, and then I slowly bring their hands behind their back and choke them." Like fuck, how up, terrifying is that? Like, you know, like when I was reading this, I was like, "Fuck me!" Like, yeah, the, you know, it's mad. Like when you're talking about like true crime, especially what that's like in the past, like mm. you know, thirty years ago, mm. you can kind of forget about it, but like yeah. not forget about it. But you're like, it doesn't ever feel too real. You think that people as a society would have moved on since then? Yeah, exactly. You know? But then you're like, you really give it some thought, and you're like, sweet mother of fuck. You're like, this is mad. Like, and also, this is very recent. This is like 1997, 98, 19, We were born. Yeah, at this stage. Like, it wasn't like the 70s where there was a boom of serial killers. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> serial killer boom. Yeah. Take me back. <laughs> take me TV. T- no, take, <laughs> take me back. The glory days. <laughs> Remember the last one? We were like, there hasn't been a good serial killer in ages. There has, it's, been, it's been a long time. Too long. <laughs> Too long. Bring back serial killers. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 that's terrible. No, it's not. It's um, just interesting. But uh, now it is, in fairness, look, we could talk all day about why fucking how it's interesting, but it just is like it's mental that these things yeah, are capable. Because like, it's such a taboo. Yeah, exactly. Um, but anyway, right, another individual um, part of Willie's network that he became quite friendly with was a board called Lynn Ellington, right? So she starts staying at the fucking piggy ranch as well as your man mm. Andy. Um, now, but the longer she stayed, the more suspicious she was like, Fuck me, man. Willie's not the full shilling. Like, do you know what I mean? Um, now, on March 1999, the suspicions were confirmed. Anyway, so she buzzes out on a drive with Willie and he, like, he says to her, he goes, I wouldn't mind picking up a young one tonight, bringing her back to the gaffer a bit of a buzz, you know, yourself. <laughs> and uh, so they head, they basically head down again to the east side of Vancouver and they end up picking up a young one, right, and saying to her, listen, we, we're at the, we have a load of crack here 
that has your name on it if you want to jump in an act there. like actual yeah. crack not the crack that we <laughs> yeah, enjoy like. exactly actual full-on <laughs> crack that they smoke over that side of the world again targeting proper like young addicted drug addicts like so um he brings her back to piggy ranch and they're in the trailer himself lynn and this young one having a bit of a buzz and then lynn goes i'm gonna hit the hay you just enjoy yourself and then he brings her into the room. Now Lynn is staying in the in the kind of family gaff with your man, mm, David, like yeah. and she hears like a bit of a ruckus one night in the in the barn below and she's like, The fuck's going on here? Like two in the morning, like it's all these ructions going on. And she heads down and she was in for a fucking shock. She walks into the barn and she sees a body basically like hung, like suspended yeah, from the ceiling. Yeah, did she just see like the feet or something? She's just seeing the feet, like and she's like, Oh bollocks. Um and she screams for Robert, right? And he walks in, she's obviously there. He walks in, grabs her by the arm and makes her stand in front of the slaughtering table. And then she's like, what the fuck's going on here? And then she watches as Robert is like, well, Willie, sorry, is like tossing like your one's intestines and other organs into a bucket yeah. and all. And on the table in front of her, there's a big clump of black hair and blood and all, which obviously a woman of black yeah. hair, so she knows it's it's your woman. Like, um, And then Robert says, listen, if you open your fucking mouth, like you're going to end up the same way. So again, oh, like kind of creating that, like, that fear like within like, your woman. That's just pure horror film. Like, Sick, like oh. it's fucked. Um, so anyway, Robert uh, takes her back to the trailer and gives her 100 quid hush money, right? And says, look, you just here's a few quid for yourself. Mm. Don't open your like I said back there two seconds ago. Like you hoping them out your brown bread. Like, and she's just absolutely racked with like yeah. fear and guilt. So she just spends the next few days getting over her head, like over brown bread, like forget everything, drunk, probably, high, yeah. over mallet, like. And then a few days later, she basically like oh this, um, and then Robert actually calls the the ambulances. Mm. Now she survives thankfully, but I think I think uh, Willie must have been thinking this is a bit too close for comfort. Like, do you know what I mean she's already like she's off the rails here? But doesn't so, it also show another side to him? Perhaps there is a little bit of compassion there because it could have easily just let her OD'd. She would have died. Yeah. the police wouldn't have cared. There would be no witnesses. I think, but I think he's raging. He did call the guard because mm. he basically gets onto this fella called Scott Chubb. Now this is introducing a Chubb? new character, <laughs> Chubby. Yeah, right. <laughs> and Chubby's in a young fellow who's been working on. The, on the farm for years like with the lads and he's like listen here's the story uh do you want a thousand dollars and he's like yeah mm. fucking why what you want i'm gonna need you to kill your woman that you'd be hanging around with all the time yeah one lane he's like what and he was like yeah so listen. he couldn't do it himself yeah he couldn't anyway. do it himself there's like that kind yeah of empty, as he would yeah. say he's like it's like kind of bit of like shot like where it's like he's our mate so it's like, even though he's a psycho cunt, it's like there's a bit of a heart there. As like, you said, as you he's said, a lovely he always, fellow under yeah. all. Oh, he's a nice, if you look past all <laughs> yeah. the, the murder and all. But as you said, there was like this car, car, compartmentalizing yeah. where he would go, oh, I can kill her because she tried to steal money. Even though she yeah. didn't, he would make excuses for himself 100%. to try to justify. So then it shows there's a little bit of, there's a little bit more human mm. inside that little piggy. <laughs> <laughs> So he's like, look, no. And he was like, look, it would be the easiest fucking kill ever. All you'd have $1, to do is inject. dollars for a kill. Like, yeah, that's muck. I'd ask for at least 10k. 100%. Like, at least. Like, I'd do it for four. I, mean. <laughs> you know, I have. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, it'd be the easiest kill ever. All you have to do is inject um, window washing fluid into her. She's oh. a druggie anyway. Mm. And then everyone would just believe she just outdid, like, yeah. be handy. And he's like, no, fuck off. And uh, so anyway, look, at this stage, we're moving into the 2000s, right? Mm. And um, Rob's kills are like probably in the fucking high 40s at this stage. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And he brought another board into the mix. And um, like even similar to your one, Lynn, she's like, Jesus Christ, what have I got myself into? Like, mm-hmm. And this board is called Dina Taylor. And her role was kind of nearly almost like Jeffrey's fucking match, you know, Gillan Maxwell. 
Her yeah. role was basically to go and source moths from like local crackdowns. Like being and all a that madam shit. almost. Like yeah, exactly. To, yeah. Like, so she'd be floating off like sourcing young ones in like local crackdowns. And so in January 1992, right, the missing women number like tallies up to 62, right? And the authorities finally start taking notice. They're like, imagine what? they're like, yeah. oh, fine we'll exactly. do it yeah 60 moths gone missing yeah. like right fuck and all from this the exact same area like yeah exactly like a different story but it was Canada wide do yeah. you know what I mean it's all in Vancouver and um so they basically put together like uh, they call it the missing women's task force right and they open up a hotline for tips and the phones are hopping over 12,000 tips come in think about that for yeah, a second 12,000 tips and loads of them mention the pig farmer. They're like, look, I don't know if you lads are being asleep at the wheel or what, but that fella, that Can you imagine chap, that? Like, if you were one of the cards or the cops or whatever, and you heard like, oh, they're saying Robert Picton over and over, I'd be like, mm. you'd be so like... And he's already what? been involved in a in Yeah, a in, in an attempted murder. I completely that was, understand that this was just some random chap. Like, yeah. But the fact that he's already been accused and quote, nearly mm. probably put away, if you're one showed up, she got out of bed. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you no, would have been put away. <laughs> <laughs> fucking lazy bitch <laughs> that a fucking alarm seriously couldn't have been that hard <laughs> like 12,000 tips come in yeah. right? and loads of them are like it's that 11,000 were all about Robert Picton <laughs> oh, I cunt. guess I'll look into it now yeah they're like right I'll tell you what Will, this probably has a bit of fucking weight to it right and at this stage Willie's still continuing to kill Mots like to beat the band like it's fucking outrageous like and um, but look this is where his past catches up with him right he murders a moth called Andrea Joseph right and then in, that's in June right and in August he kills another young one called Serena Absway now these are important young ones to, to take note of right mm. anyway so unlike his other victims he was lazy with this one he didn't dispose of the bodies immediately he just kind of chopped off their heads and their hands and their feet and just stored them in a bucket in a freezer like um starts getting proper careless thinking Very he's sloppy, invincible yeah. like. and uh, then another event in November he encounters a young one called Mona Wilson right mm. and just pulls up beside her goes look free drugs and free drink for you if you want to buzz back but this is something a bit different he doesn't bring her back to piggy fucking ranch he actually <laughs> has like a little caravan parked like down the road basically near near a, like a local pub and he brings her into the caravan um, and he shoots her in the fucking mallet like proper sloppy work Jesus. versus his previous work like his previous work was tactical oh like, it was down you. to a fine it art clean it, it was. was you have to appreciate yeah, it you have, have to, to. <laughs> clean work but this fella is just acting the bollocks now at this stage he just brings into the caravan shoots her in the fucking mallet mm. there's Imagine blood everywhere blood splatter. exactly yeah it's splattered everywhere like, it's a joke <laughs> it's a shaggy shaggy workmanship <laughs> shoddy 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 work. <laughs> cowboys there are a bunch of cowboys Ted cowboys William <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so at the end of uh, 2002 right as I said to you there a ago there's 60 odd women still missing and the police are no closer to a fucking conclusion and everyone is telling them it's the pig chap are you stupid <laughs> or what like he's a fucking screwball everybody is saying they're ringing it, like, they're blowing the phones over they're going that pig and fuck. they're like no we heard it was a, bl a young black man in the area <laughs> yeah overweight in a wheelchair <laughs> overweight in a wheelchair no arms and no legs <laughs> and so they're like oh for fuck's sake right so anyway finally on February 4th, 2002, 
a truck driver who occasionally works on the Picton farm rings the guard and tells him that he's been on the Picton ranch a good few times and has actually seen uh, Willie with illegal weapons. Now, this is the thing that fucking yeah. perks their interest. Like, ticks, the like, weapons The charge. weapons, like typical Not American and Canadian. Not missing like, women and exactly. uh, eyewitness They're like, he doesn't have a permit for these <laughs> firearms? Are you serious? Typical America. Yeah, so they march over to the fucking, uh, <laughs> over to the ranch and they, they basically obtain, obtain a search warrant to, to mill through the entire fucking mm. uh, property. And they find magic. So for one, they find an inhaler, right, belonging to your one Serena Absway, right? And then they begin, they're like, fucking hell, right? We're going to have to up the ante here. We're at the finding horn hell. God only knows what treasures lie within this fucking, <laughs> this kit, right? So treasures, they, trinkets yeah. and treasures. <laughs> <laughs> so they basically, they, they bring an entire fucking task force because it's a big property at the end of the day. Yeah. It's massive. Like, and they start milling through the place and they start finding mad shit. Like they find evidence of Mona's murder. Mm-hmm. Um, again, like we discussed earlier, like, sloppy work because he brings yeah. the camper back and within there that's where they find and, the like load signs. of the like w- missing women's items like their purses their shoes their clothes like stuff that you would just dispose of and and get rid of because obviously it's going to exactly to but this the chap is 60 kills yeah. in, he knows he's an animal I think he mean? just fucking <laughs> he's like there's no catch me crap. yeah like I 10 think he's like almost like just wanted to be caught I think don't they all just want to be caught eventually? yeah probably especially when they we do, go into because they can brag about it. go on well like I agree with you because mm. like where we go next it's like there's no way like that's stupid shit like. yeah so like again as me and you were saying there's sloppy work it's just not clean work like shoddy shoddy craftsmanship and uh, so they find your one's inhaler and they find loads of other DNA and loads of evidence they even find your one Serena's well bits of Serena's body in a bin near the gaff um, and they bring him in they grill him with questions but Willie's not giving up easy do you know what I mean and they change tactics now this is what we were kind of oh, yeah. there a second now they, they, he's not talking and they throw him into a jail cell and they were like maybe will we send one of the lads in um, yeah I think their idea was at the time was knowing this narcissistic personality mm. the only way that he's actually going to spill what he knows or what he's done is if somehow his ego is being inflated and massaged yeah. so in comes the undercover police mm-hmm. officer that they have posing as a cellmate and with that he ha- I think there's just general chit chat like oh yeah what are you in for? Blah, blah, blah. And he just starts to divulge everything. Decent exposure. <laughs> divulges everything that he's done, which is way more than mm. what the police had thought he had done. Yeah. I think at the at the time, it was only a couple of charges that he had. It was actually the firearms mm. was the only thing, but he was only suspected of maybe like 10 murders. Yeah. But he divulged only- 49 and said he was absolutely raging because yeah. he wanted to make it an even 50. And like, that's all it took. Why don't they do that more often? I don't care. He's an ambitious like, <laughs> man, Willie. Really, you know what I mean? It's but not. why don't they put undercover police officers into cells more often? Honestly, right. Is that I, legal? I don't know if it still is, but like, I mm. remember when I was, because you know it's all on YouTube, lads, if you want to check it up. If you type in uh, Robert Picton, like jail cell or whatever, yeah. like, you can see the undercover guard going into. You can see um, the videos and everything, yeah. Oh yeah, and like, I was thinking, I'd be deadly at that. <laughs> like I could actually go in no problem and extract a confession out of like a circle and no problem like I think I could blend in and make them think you I'm, have a very good a talent for making people feel at ease that yeah. aren't like we've talked about this and we're not going to mention any names <laughs> but there's a particular instance I can remember I won't obviously <laughs> talk about it but yeah you do you have a talent for you're a bit of a chameleon yeah I could go yeah. in there and make him think oh, I'm at the mashing 50 people as well yeah and I'll say do you want to trade secrets here? do you want to trade industry <laughs> secrets <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> you going on now, guys? Yeah, but that's it. Like, I'll your show man you comes in. Show me mine. Yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. Get around. 
but your man is like, I was going for an even 50, and then, like, I, like again, I was watching the footage earlier. Mm. The undercover guard is a fucking king. He's like, that's a yeah. fucking shame, isn't it? <laughs> he was like, the doorboards, you were almost there. And then uh, he's like, I know, fucking disgraceful. And he was like, well, how did you do it? Like, what's your story? And he goes, oh, fucking genius. Render implant. So he starts proper yapping away to this undercover guard telling him exactly, you know, how he disposed of the bodies using the render implant and proper digging his own grave. And then, uh, but there's some other ways he disposed of the bodies, which Aoife, I'm going to let you take this one. Uh, so yeah, like another shocking thing that he had done was that a lot of the, the, the lack of the DNA evidence was because he had fed most of the victims to his pigs, basically butchered these women mm. and fed the body parts to pigs. It's very signs of the lambs-esque. Yeah. But carries. another thing that's even more disturbing, which hasn't been proved because mm. I don't think anyone, let's just say it was already consumed mm -hmm. by, this, by that stage, but there was rumours that he had ground up some of his victims' flesh and had included them in meat packages to the rendering plant. And also to mm. neighbours and um, some friends and people in the village that he would go, oh, here's the pork sausages or here's the bacon and blah, blah, blah. And it supposedly contained human flesh. And one of the one of the uh, the, the victim's families was actually one of the people that he gave oh, sausages and meat to. Jesus. So they don't know if they ate their own cousin. That's fucked Isn't up. Isn't that insane? I didn't even know that. But yeah, I, I knew mental. he was singing like a canary inside the jail cell to that yeah. undercover guard. Like, um. Yeah, because like you were saying there, like he was giving your man intricate details yeah. about like, now he's such a spa as well, man, proper tick animal, because there's a camera inside, again, I was watching on YouTube, like, mm. there's a camera inside the jail cell and he's there singing like a canary going, yeah, like, and he was even saying shit like, oh, I'm a tick, I was getting so sloppy towards the end, I mean, yeah. I could have gotten away with it, but enter, like confession, yeah. do you know what I mean, like, <laughs> like what a sap, like that's why I'm like, maybe the chap did want to get caught, like bit of like I our friend a Jeffrey Dahmer, do. Like, even they want our friend to get Jeff in the last episode do you remember when the guard were in his apartment and he was like I should be locked up for the stuff I've done yeah to it's like so they've killed so many people and it's almost like if nobody knows it was me then what was it all for like yeah. you know it's like that next thrill for them yeah no 100% mm. but anyway so um, at this stage they have kind of more or less a confession from him yapping singing like a canary in the fucking in the jail cell to your man and at this stage they're like they're swarming his, like his property like yeah. and they're finding fucking ridiculous amounts of DNA and um, they have like a fleet of forensic specialists, a full on guard, like, like raining havoc down on mm. that cape. Like, do you know what I mean? One of the largest murder scene. One of the largest investigations in Canadian yeah, history. Yeah, in Canadian history. Yeah. Absolutely. I was going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Eva. <laughs> Give me the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they have it gridded off the bits anyway, right? And then, like, again, bit by bit, just making their way through, as I said, they just find Proper excavating the place. Yeah, exactly. Like, do you know what I mean? And um, they find the dinosaurs in the process. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> A few pterodactyls on that property. <laughs> <laughs> and then, by the end of 2005, the Guardian, right, collect enough evidence to charge our friend. Finally! With 27 <laughs> murders. Now, bear in mind, there's 60 odd Moscow missing. So 27 is a bit underwhelming mm. if you think about it. But sure, look, it's a start. Yeah. As we said in the last one, <laughs> each board will probably be a life sentence. So what's yeah. that, 2,700 years probably, do you mean? Mm. And uh, the trial begins on the 30th 
of January 2006, right? But, like, the trial was a fucking shambles. Even the pre-trial itself took a year yeah. to determine what evidence could actually be used mm. in order for him to crack on with. But anyway. So, the the trial was due to begin on January 30th, 2006. Now, bear in mind, 2006 is, what, 14 years ago? Yeah, not that That's long nothing. Me and you were rocking around the back yeah, lines we drinking at that stage. Yeah. Um, and he pleaded not guilty. No surprise there. Um, but due to the fact that there were so many charges involved, so 27 first degree murder charges involved, the judge, who was a little bit, he was a bit ropey, was mm, he was a bit dodgy, decided character. to break up the, the charges into different trials. Mm-hmm. So he would do six murder counts in one trial. Um, and the first trial took place on the 22nd of January 2007. Mm-hmm. So for the first time, there was a media ban in place at that time because I don't know why there was a media ban. They didn't want to disclose all the details to the general public mm. but the ban was lifted so the first time the Canadian public got to hear what exactly was discovered on the farm a rattle off bit of a list here so skulls cut in half with the hands and feet stuffed inside them the remains of one victim was found stuffed inside a garbage bag and her bloodstained clothing found in his trailer a part of a victim's jawbone and teeth found beside the slaughterhouse or the abattoir as we like to call it <laughs> Um, a revolver, copious amounts of firearms and drugs. And then the most weirdest thing, which we were talking about earlier, was a revolver with a dildo attached to it. And when they discovered this, they were like, here, Willie, what's this all about? And he was like, oh, oh, I just used that as a silencer, like, obviously. And then they, they ran the dildo through the DNA and it was covered in his DNA. Like, so like his chip, like in his eyes. But DNA. <laughs> so it was covered in his DNA. Oh, so there's no way it was used as a silencer. Yeah, like. no way. Far from silent <laughs> using it. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. So basically, that's they found all this stuff, among other items, which I haven't been able to find out too much on. Um, Brown Thomas bag of hair. Brown uh, <laughs> Hector Gray's wig. Yeah. <laughs> Hector Gray's. I, Hector now, Gray's. that's a name I have not heard <laughs> I in used to love Young Hector Gray's. Same. I used to go in there and get all sorts. They had the maddest gadgets I've ever seen in my life. You could buy a wig and light bulbs. Like you could buy everything. Yeah, it was like a phenomenal pegs, shop, wasn't Whatever, it? you get your hair done exactly. up there. Exactly, like I'd love to know who was like on their porches and team. Do you know what I mean? Because <laughs> the items they used to stock in there was actually phenomenal. Brick-a-brac, yeah. literally. <laughs> so yeah, during the trial, the lab staff of the police obviously identified 80 unidentified DNA profiles, roughly half male and half female. So when you think mm. about that, there was probably a lot more players involved in this yeah. or complicit with the fact that he was rallying young ones around the place mm. constantly. Um, they also found, which I thought was really creepy, was night vision goggles, which makes me think that was he putting on these knife vision goggles like very much like Buffalo Bill yeah, and so on. Like lamps, hunting young ones and, like, around the property. hunting them around the property because Jeez, why else would you yeah, need them unless exactly. he was... I don't know. I just thought that was really yeah, creepy and that stood out nuts. to me. Uh, lots of fur, fur-lined fur handcuffs and they found a syringe with three milliliters of blue substance, which we now know was probably that window yeah. lane thing that he was telling your man to inject them with. So then on in December, December 9th, 2007, the jury returned a verdict of not guilty for first Outrageous. degree murder, but he yeah. was convicted of second degree murder, which what's the actual difference? I was only thinking about that today. I honestly don't know the American like fucking Yeah. I don't even know. Like that system they have is fucking I think mad. we just like, have murder and manslaughter. Yeah. Do we? 
Like second degree, it's just like there was no. Did you kill him? Did you kill him or what? Like no, I mean, like, you I don't killed understand. him, but was it wasn't premeditated? Nah, oh, yeah. I don't know. That's a like, show, you know? sorry, fifty women. Oh, I didn't yeah, mean to kill exactly, uh, like, any of them. Like, but anyway, as mad as that is, he got it only done for second degree murder, and the judge um, sentenced him to life without the possibility of parole for a minimum of twenty five mm. years, which actually is the maximum under Canadian law. So you know, in the states, mm. they have like your sentence of fifteen thousand yeah. years. Like they don't have that in Canada. <laughs> so twenty five years. So like he's now. When was that now? 2007. So he'll actually be up for parole in a few years. Yeah, and I'll be there picketing. <laughs> Pardon the pun. You'll be there free. to pick him up. Picketing. Oh, picketing, sorry, that's his name. Picketing. Yeah, yeah. But you'll be there to collect him. 100%. Don't have a little sign like in the airport. It's picketing. <laughs> that's how confident I am in his release. One person coming out like, picketing, picketing. Is that you? But you know what, though? I wouldn't be surprised if the chap has fleets of moths waiting for him, right? Because we discussed this before, mm. like serial killers and just general fucking lunatics, especially that are famous. Like they literally always have a board. Even your man Stephen Avery from fucking yeah. um, making a murderer. Sure, he's, he's had about bunch. four young ones. The yeah. chap has been married twice, I think, even in jail. Yeah, um, so, I know. I, there's a, there's definitely a niche in the market there. You yeah, know, like, well, I'm nearly <laughs> thinking about going into the serial killer game just purely to get a young one. You know what I mean? Be worth it in the long run. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Short term commitment for long term game, <laughs> you know what I mean? But even like, I, no, I'm going to go on the record here. I wouldn't be surprised now if Picton gets out and he's already married. If he's not currently married, yeah. you must look that up because I wouldn't be surprised. Well, so basically, as I was going to go on to say, so that he, Robert or Willie, would go on to actually try and appeal his sentences, right. which is just so brazen. Like, oh, let me appeal sentences for 50, 60 women that I've killed. Mm-hmm. But anyway, they were all, all denied and now currently resides in Port Cartier Prison in Quebec at 71 years of age. So he's still alive, still thriving, living his best life in prison. Living his best life. <laughs> well, look, yeah, in fairness, like, um, yeah, look, fucking I have to say, like, it was one of those things where myself and Eve have obviously been heavy in the trenches right now researching the, the maddest criminal activity ever and like that was one like that just rose to the top wasn't it like mm, for especially one of those the whole like feeding them possibility of giving it to the rendering plant and giving it to his neighbours and one of the victims families yeah. that really it doesn't get darker me. than that but oh. you know like like Anthony Mouse Antoine Mouse uh, my, my business partner <laughs> myself and himself were talking about this earlier apparently right this is what they say right? I don't know if this is legit pig lovers out there set straight <laughs> if that's true but apparently if you fall down in like a pig pen like it's game I've over I've heard this yeah. like they'll mount I've you I've heard and that's you. true like that they would just eat you yeah. but then they also hear they're supposed to be very very clever creatures yeah well clearly not then if, if they're well it depends on how hungry they are I suppose like, <laughs> you know what I mean? if you fell down face down in a pig pen and they were hungry I think they'd make shit out of you mm. so but even to the point where they'd actually like they'd they'd eat your bones and all like you know what I mean yeah like, no they would like just keep eating like 30 odd pigs would just keep eating keep yeah. eating keep eating like, that's right why you call like I'd say like I'd be in a pig today shit, like, like yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh sorry that as well cheese chips like human yeah. flesh what's the difference <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I have to say Eve's thoroughly 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 enjoyed that subject and um, you brought it to me of course and you were like look let's say a bit of Robert Pig yeah. and I looked into it and I was like I was just saying Nickelback pigs Aussies, <laughs> and I was just like I'm absolutely in my element here right now let's human pies exactly. uh, no I think to be honest it's, it's 
a very interesting topic and I don't think it's that well known, no, which why is I think when you can educate the masses. Yeah, exactly. Um, which and is, then which it's you badly that, need. Yeah, which you <laughs> <laughs> But it's something that, you know, you hear about it and then you listen to what we've spoken about and then you might go and research it yourself. It's just interesting. I hope yeah. that you'll carry that on and 100%, into yeah. the holidays and all, you know. Absolutely. Like, do you know what I mean? Inform your mother and father about some of sit, the, uh, sit the family crime down. escapades yeah. that you've been walked through, handheld. With an highly optimistic um, organisation. <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, though, um, we are going to tail off here and we're going to give out some shout outs, as per mm-hmm. usual, to our loyal listeners who've given us shout outs on their Instagram stories as yeah, of recently. Yeah, and that should be something you should all do next time if you want a personal shout out. 100%. From either we can myself, make it famous. Stephen. Gary actually does all the shout outs. We're not allowed. He, hel- he beats us yeah. <laughs> if we try to do it. Um, but yeah, it's definitely a great thing. That's how I used to share, like, like fuck before I was even allowed on the podcast. Exactly, yeah. And this is how I know I'm paying you hefty, and that's actually, Aoife. I'll tell you what, I'll look after you, I'll treat you today, I'll let you give the Instagram shout out. Yes, seeing I'm such a toy fucking bit that cunt. (laughs) (laughs) So, from the top, so okay, we're gonna start with Stephen O'Neill, which is one of our co hosts, stranger to the podcast. Stranger to the podcast. (laughs) Who are you? Uh, then we've got James Condon, Katie Fitzgerald. Ryan and Collins. from Canada, we should mention Katie Fitzgerald oh. is one of our expats. Oh, She's wow. A new listener wow. From Canada, Thanks for so listening all the way out fair there. Play fair play. Carrying uh, the talk Ryan Collins, Louise Kavanagh, and whoever this is, they sound gorgeous. Aoife Devine. Honestly, that person that sounds like <laughs> <laughs> I love shouting out myself. So that's why I share it every single week of when course. I know I'm next up. <laughs> uh, I should have let you share it last. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. every time you're always the last one. Every yeah. time I'm checking the shares, my Eve is always last. Does she do that on purpose? All? Yeah, like, I, I deliberately do. allocate time into this. But um, look, thanks a million to everyone giving us shout outs on Instagram. It's stupidly important for spreading awareness for the, the podcast. And we do genuinely appreciate it from the bottom of our far hearts. But uh, on to Brass Tax and they are our beautiful fucking patrons. Yep. So you've had a couple of new patrons in the door as as recent. Yeah, as literally, literally as a couple I've been of hours ago. And like Gary, so happy. Yeah, I'm absolutely elated. So from the top down, Mr. Stewie McMillan, you're an absolute yep. gentleman. Welcome to the clan. There's some beautiful episodes ahead of you to dig into the Patreon. But above all else, thank you so much for supporting the podcast. It's it's genuinely means the, the world to us. Next up, Sean O'Neill, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for joining us again in the Patreon fucking familia. Um you're an absolute queen and and last but not least, Richard McNally. Richard, thank you so much. So I'll be shipping those mugs out to you all ASAP. Um, and yeah, look, once again, the Patreon is stupidly important for keeping the show on wheels. I know yeah. I say it every week, I'm like a bleeding, like a bleeding parrot. But um, it is though, if you know yourself, yeah, like every oh, cent of it goes back into the growth of the podcast. And it's, you know, it's absolutely... When you, the cost is absolutely nothing. So, I mean, yeah. if like you one twenty five a week, yeah. I'm not trying to be like, some I'm Jehovah's Witness myself, out here. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like a bleeding Jehovah's Witness out here, but legitimately, like it's uh, it is it is really important for to kind of grow to the podcast. And even like the like we we had a new episode every month. And as I say, it's not it's not like a twenty minute like no like episode. These are episode. fluffy. Like, the like, last one with you and Ian was two hours, and it was hilarious. Yeah, like these are bulky, yeah. bulky episodes. And like also, you've got a lot of. Big ideas for the Patreon as well. Oh going yeah, a hundred percent. So a lot of more in person interactive stuff. If COVID, for, you know, can let yeah, us. Yeah, I will say this to you, and even maybe you don't even know this, but I will say this: when we get into this, when we get into the realm of live events, mm. it will be, it will most likely start off Patreon only. Oh yeah, most likely. Well, it should do because at the end, well, there's enough Patreons yeah. in there now at this stage yeah. to hold a fucking yeah. like an event. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, so if you're in the Patreon. 
just look again we have our fucking hands tied right now with mm. COVID like we had mad aspirations to do nights out now yeah oh like I was gonna be even before I was in part of the podcast I was just you're gonna help organise nights out like ringing up the Royal Oak being like can I book out the snug yeah exactly <laughs> um, so 100% like we definitely yeah. want to get a lot more colourful with the Patreon yeah. but for now it just it, it genuinely means so much just that you invest week on week to keep this beautiful thing on wheels and don't worry there's plenty more fantastic content to come to the Patreon especially now that I have Ian as well because Ian's yeah. going to be joining me exclusively for the Patreons um, but I think that is pretty much it so we leave it there Eva, thank you so much thank you thanks for having me again true crime extravaganza <laughs> thank you it's my favourite topic mm.